Welcome to the Outdoors is My Therapy podcast, your resource that informs, inspires and empowers you to up-level your health and happiness by connecting you with the outdoors. I'm your host, Catherine Walton, founder of the Outdoors is My Therapy movement. I'm also a family-focused outdoors adventurer, a business owner and a mental health social worker. In this podcast, I share knowledge, strategies, tips and tricks to help you get outside into nature, strengthen your health and grow your sense of happiness and well-being. This is episode seven of the Outdoors Is My Therapy podcast. Today, we're looking at some ordinary, everyday ways that you can create a regular routine to get outdoors. When you invest time and energy into connecting with the outdoors, with nature, each day, you stand to gain multiple health benefits, including improved attention, reduced stress levels, improved sleep and improved mood, just to name a few. Recently, the Outdoors Is My Therapy Facebook group ran a challenge where we were sharing ideas about some of the ways we can all get connected with the outdoors on a more regular basis so that we feel better and live better. And I wanted to bring those ideas into the podcast to to share them with you as well. So here are some of the activities that we came up with. They're completely doable, no matter your fitness level, your age, where you live or how mobile you are. You might need to adapt some of these ideas, but for most of us, they're completely doable. Going for a walk is a really great way of connecting with the outdoors. And when I talk about going for a walk here, I'm not talking about putting pressure on yourself to get your heart rate up and work up a sweat and really exert yourself. Although there is a really important role for exercise in our daily routine. Right now I'm talking about simply walking, being surrounded by a natural environment if possible, but being outdoors, moving your body, moving those large muscle groups which has health benefits in the long term. You can try walking at different times of the day. A morning walk where you get to see the natural sunlight, it wakes your brain up for the day and sets a wonderful foundation for your day, but it also helps to set your body clock so that later on in the day, in the evening, you start to feel sleepy and ready for bed. A lunchtime walk can help to break up the day. It helps you to make a lovely break from your work routine, to have a stress break. And perhaps that could be something that could become a regular routine where you have a daily constitutional after lunch every day. And walking at the end of the day is a pretty special time as well. That can help us to let go of our work day to transition to family time and personal time, relaxation time. And I think it's especially wonderful if you can do that while you're watching the sunset. And that leads me to my next ordinary everyday activity that we can all do, which is bookending your day with the sunrise and the sunset. So waking with the morning light and watching the sunrise and then transitioning back into darkness, back into sleep mode as the sun sets in the evening. If you practice yoga, 
you might like to do some sun salutations as the sun comes up or goes down. Or perhaps this could be a special time for personal prayer or meditation, breathing practices or stillness practices. Being with the sunrise and the sunset can be really invigorating and knowing that this is a global phenomenon helps us to get connected with other parts of the earth and other parts of the universe, which is pretty special, I think. Spending time in your garden is also a wonderful way to connect with the outdoors. Perhaps you are privileged enough to have a garden of your own outside, a backyard and a front yard. Or perhaps you've got some pot plants, some indoor plants. Perhaps there's a park nearby, a local park where you can spend some time. Or maybe your garden is in the kitchen where you might be growing some herbs or some um, bean sprouts or alfalfa sprouts. Whatever your garden looks like, spending time there, doing some little activities like weeding, pruning, watering, planting, harvesting, can be a pretty special time. And then there are those other jobs that might take a little bit more effort. Fencing, creating compost, perhaps tending to a worm garden. And then there's the time that you spend in planning your garden, creating your garden, and sitting in your garden. Bird watching is another activity that helps us to connect with the great outdoors. It can be as simple as bringing your attention to the bird life around you. What do you see? What do you hear? And if you're into it, you might like to have a go at identifying the birds that you see and hear. Or perhaps you're content with simply observing, simply noticing. And over time, you get to notice the patterns in the birds' routines. You get to know their flight paths, where their nests are, and how the seasonal changes affect the bird life around you. You get to notice the different behaviours of different bird groups and their social groupings. Mindfulness practices can be done anywhere, but I think there's some special benefits from doing them in the outdoors because it helps us to connect with our world and with nature. Now, there are many different types of mindfulness practices, and we don't have time to go through all of them today. Mindfulness practices are about slowing down and focusing your attention either on your, on your surroundings or on some experiences that you're having in that moment. And because it's about slowing down, a lot of us find it really challenging, especially when we live lives that are quite busy managing our way through our to-do lists and trying to get all the things done. Now, as I was saying, there are so many different variations to mindfulness practices. One thing that you can do in the outdoors is to spend a few moments as you scan through each of your senses, noticing what's around you. So noticing what do I see? What do I hear? What do I smell? 
and possibly what do I touch or or how do things feel around me. And another type of mindfulness practice that you can do in the outdoors is a mindful walk. Once again, there are so many different ways of doing a mindful walk. So I'm going to run through an idea with you that you might like to try or perhaps adapt or perhaps you've got another mindful walk practice that you'd like to do. In this practice, you pause for a moment. Close your eyes and breathe. Really feel your breath. Feel how your breath feels in your body and how your body feels with your feet planted on the ground. You can do this either barefoot or with shoes. And when you're ready, open your eyes and gaze at the ground slightly ahead of you. Slowly moving one step forward at a time and bringing your attention to the sensations as you move your foot forward by lifting it, moving it, placing it and noticing that the weight on your foot changes and adjusting your balance. And then taking your next step. Lifting your foot, moving your foot, placing your foot and adjusting your balance. And as you do this, as you bring your attention to each of your steps one at a time, you can notice the textures and the sensations as the terrain changes beneath your feet. And continue that for a few minutes. And when you're ready, pausing once again, closing your eyes and taking a few breaths. And this can be a really lovely time to do a gratitude practice as well. Finding the little treasures is another one of my little activities that I love to do each day. This is where you make new discoveries in nature. It's the little treasures outside that we often don't notice or we forget about. The cobweb in the grass, the bug that's crawling on the plant, the grass is seeding, or the leaves are swaying in the breeze. There might be the soft sound of some bird wings as they fly by. You might notice the little sparkles of grains of dirt in the sunlight. And you might notice how the breeze feels as it moves your hair or caresses your skin. So many little treasures to be found outdoors. And the last activity that I wanted to talk to you about today that helps us to connect with the outdoors is having a picnic. And what better way to celebrate life and the outdoors than having a picnic. This is something that you can do solo or you can do it with other people. It can be as simple or as complex as you like. You can plan it or it could be spontaneous. It could be a romantic picnic or it could be a really practical time to have a meal. The main thing is with a picnic is having some food, of course, 
and finding somewhere in the outdoors that's going to be suitable for your picnic. Having something to sit on, which could be a picnic rug or some chairs or a park bench, but it could also be a rock or a log. And having something to eat. That could be something that you've pre-prepared. You know, perhaps you've done some baking or some shopping beforehand, or you may have bought some food along the way. It doesn't have to be special food, but that's always pretty good when it is. And you might like to take some extra activities with you, although that's completely optional. Perhaps you'd like to take your camera and take some photos or play some bat and ball games or I spy, take some books to read or some crosswords to do. It's completely up to you. I really love to turn my picnics into an adventure by adding a little bit of a challenge to it. So that could be going somewhere different that I haven't been before, or maybe having to do some work to actually get to the place that I'm going to have my picnic, which could be bushwalking into a, you know, up a mountain to a special spot with a view, or it could be riding my bike somewhere and sitting on the floor of the forest and having a picnic with my family there. So which of these ideas are you most keen to try? We've talked about connecting with the outdoors by going for a walk, spending time outdoors with the sunrise or the sunset, spending time in the garden, doing some bird watching, doing some mindful practices, hunting down the little treasures and celebrating life with a picnic. These are just seven ideas to incorporate the outdoors in your daily routine, but honestly, there are infinite numbers of ways that you can do it. I do hope that this has given you some ideas to think about and to take some action on so that you can add greater value to your life. My challenge to you is that if there's something that we've talked about today that you haven't done before or maybe you haven't tried for a while, why not give it a go? Or perhaps you feel inspired to take some other action to get connected with the outdoors. I'd love to hear from you, so why not head over to our Facebook group and share your ideas? By the way, when you request to join the group, if you're not already a member, you'll be asked to answer some questions before you can join so that we know you're not a robot And you'll need to agree to the rules which are there to keep the group as a safe space for sharing and inspiring. The link to the group is in the show notes. And that's it from the Outdoors Is My Therapy podcast for this episode. If you found any of this information handy, I'd love it if you would rate the podcast, subscribe, let your friends know about it, and remember to join us in our Facebook group.